Good afternoon and welcome back to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 219. The Sick Days podcast returns for part two this week. Uh, with me today, I have Joey, who's also still dealing with the ailments as, as I was this week. How are you, Joey? Uh, besides those ailments, Scott, I'm, I'm pretty good. Just uh, I think this change of weather is really just catching a lot of us Canadians off guard. We're getting, we've been getting 24 to 28 oh. uh, Celsius after like 10, 12 degrees last week. Yeah, in October, that's, that's actually ridiculous for us. So I, I'm back in shorts for another uh, week or so. So I think everyone's dealing with the effects of the weather, but it's nothing crazy. So I'm finally getting over it. So yeah, that's uh, it's been what's going on with me. What about you? Likewise, in mine's almost to the end. I've the cold stage. No, we're, we're talking about illnesses at the moment. So, yeah, just dealing with some some under the weather illnesses called cold because it was been really warm here. Then it's been cold. Then it's apparently it's going to be really warm again next week. And it's been absolutely freezing this week. Just, uh, I know a lot of people have been struggling catching colds and stuff like that and yeah I got it I probably got it at football last week or out in the shops but it is what it is it's not the end of the world but no um some good form as well Joey it's probably helped us helped us with all of this um we're here to talk about Roma versus Servette in the Europa League and we'll be doing a preview of Calorie Roma on um on Sunday evening but it's two wins from two in the Europa League, but as a caveat, Roma is second because Slavia Pra did a number on Sheriff Tiraspol yesterday. Six nil. What's going on? We're second. Yeah, we are. I thought after watching the uh, game at 4-0, uh, Roma would be um, first, but I go look at the results and Slavia Praha are first because they want beat Sheriff 6-0. So they seem to be the team of the group that we have to uh, beat mm. for Roma to to be first. And I still expect us to beat them and we play them at home in our next Europa League game. So that's probably going to be the most important of the group itself. Uh, so, but... Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was going to try and get tickets for that game, and then I saw the flights and the hotels, and I thought otherwise. It's quite expensive for, for the flights, so I'll probably aim to go later on in the year or next year. Um, but the the two games, are, we will talk about yesterday's game, but the two games against Slavia Prague will probably determine who goes top and who goes through second and faces the third place teams out of the Champions League. Well, I, I, true. And I can say, Scott, after yesterday's victory, I'm pretty sure Roma at least has qualified to the next round. I don't think there's going to be any doubt about that. So This early? You're confident. <laughs> well, Scott, I mean, to lose 6-0 to Slavia Praha, Sheriff Tiraspol. yeah. And yes, they serve that. Right, for Sheriff to lose um, the first game against us. And then 6 away, yeah. Yeah, they lost to us away, so we still have to play Sheriff at home. So, I mean, you can, I mean, we should win that game, bearing any, you know, any meltdowns we have. And uh, it's really, 
um, playing a survey yesterday, we should beat them away as well. Yeah. Considering how we'll get into it, considering that game we played against them yesterday. So I'm confident we'll at least qualify second and hopefully first. So let's talk about yesterday because it was a bit up and down. First half, not so good. Second half, pretty good and say excellent. Could have been 1-0 down after 25 seconds. Very strange defending. I still think the back three is a bit off at the moment and is missing the Chris Smalling, uh, who would probably be the leader of the back three. Um, and then barring the injuries, what would you think about yesterday? Because first 45 minutes, like playing with the handbrake off a little bit, and then second half, you're just like, okay, we're the bullies here. We need to win this. Let's stick our chest out and score three quick goals in the second half. But Servet did have their chances in the first half. Uh, they certainly did. It came after 25 seconds, right? Uh, there was yeah. a miscommunication with, uh, it was Mancini, Mancini and uh, Cristante. Um, Evan Dindica was a little pushed up, but he was marking somebody. So I, I don't think it was on him, but Cristante kind of misjudged where the ball was. And they had a shot uh, after 25 seconds. I forget who took the shot, Scott, but that striker and there was that winger who were really fast on Servette. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, I would, I would double check. They were very, they were very pacey. Uh, there was a couple of them that were very pacey up top. But I, I call that game like a tale of two halves. You had Roma who looked pretty poor the first half. And then second half, you look, it looked like a team of warriors. It looked like, uh, I don't know what they did at halftime, like in terms of like a locker room talk. But man, these guys came out to play. I know the change was brilliant because I, I thought Awar struggled. And it's, it's, been, it's been a little bit. He's been struggling a little bit, and it's not it's not good. It's not a good sign to see even reports after saying that uh, he's becoming like a bit of a mystery. Uh, he's struggling to I don't know if it's a physical. It seems like it seems more like it's physical. It seems like Roma sometimes are playing out there with ten men. I don't I I don't know what's going on with him, but he just seems to either not have confidence or having something physically that's holding him back. But that first half again. We get a goal from none other than Lukaku, 13 consecutive Europa League games where he has mm. scored that he's played in. So um, outstanding record. And I think they said that he has scored 17 goals in those 13 games. So yes, even in a correct. half where we, yeah, even in a half where we don't play well, Lukaku still manages to score. And that's that's what having a really good striker, a striker of that quality, that's what it can do for you. We saw it in Torino. We saw it at, you know, we saw him score against um, when we faced uh, Frosinone, when we weren't looking at our greatest. And he just continues to score for us. It's nine games now, seven goals, two assists. So, I mean, it was great link-up play. Everybody that involved, it was an assist from a wing-back, which was shocking. Chalik had a pretty good game, especially second half. I mean, he had two assists himself. So um, that's, again, shocking to see assists from wing-back, but we saw it. And, yeah, second half, they came out. Pellegrini had a uh, 
had a dominant 11 minutes. He's like, I'm here, I'm going to conquer. And then he just, I'm going to leave. So he had 11 minutes. He was, he was actually brilliant. Uh, had a great, great assist to Bellotti, had a wonderful goal himself with the volley off of Chalik's assist. And then unfortunately gets injured. And then we just continue from there. Bellotti had uh, another goal and we could have probably scored even a couple more. And, um, and we overperformed our XG, which was nice again to see. So all in all, it ended up being a great night. Uh, we got lucky the first 25 seconds. We looked a bit shaky the first half. Even Mourinho said he didn't like the first half at all. He didn't press. He had no intensity. I think that's why he made that a war change. And then second out, we came out brilliantly. And yeah, we uh, we took it to them and won 4-0. What was the XG? Um, let me double check, but I think it was in the twos. Okay, that's not bad. It was in the twos, I'm pretty sure, but the high-end twos, I, I believe. I don't know the exact number. I glanced at it quickly. Um, it was two, it was uh, one one source I saw was 2.16, so 216. And we scored four. So uh, that's uh, pretty good. It's again, it's good for us that we were getting quality, um, we're getting goals from like maybe sometimes we shouldn't score. That's that's obviously we're getting at with XG and. the, The last two years have been quite the opposite where it's we're we're having so much chances that we're not scoring. So I, I'll, I'll take this any day of the week. And like I said, Scott, I, I had this prediction and it's really coming true. I mean, I hope the defense gets better to prove myself wrong, but I said we will really score more goals this year. And it seems to be that we don't seem to struggle to score more than one at least, which mm. is which is nice to see. I mean, certain situations it's going to happen, but last year I felt every game we, we needed to score uh, we needed to keep a clean sheet, sorry, because I didn't feel like we were scoring more than one goal. I don't have that feeling now. I have that feeling we can go into any game and score two goals, which is nice. But we'll see against bigger teams, but even against smaller teams, it was becoming the case. So I'm I'm glad to see that we can... It gives me ease of mind that we can go into a game where I feel we can score at least two, which is obviously to me is a bigger improvement than... Uh, you know, thinking, are we going to score zero or one today? Because that's how I was thinking in a lot of games last year. So, again, it's nice to see the offense starting to click, and I'm grateful for the dominant win yesterday. It's a shame that the XG wasn't 316. Oh, stone cold. Yeah, the glass shatters in the background. If if there's ever that stat, Scott, I will send you the gift of the glass shattered back. Yeah, hopefully that'll be on Sunday. But no, I was impressed yesterday in the second half. The first half was um, very hit and miss. I would say it was very laboured. Got the goal early, 20 minutes, and then the defence just looked a little bit shaky. I think the second goal just after half-time just probably settled the nerves and everything. And then the third from Pellegrini and Bellotti with his second with, with the head. There could have been a couple more. Al Sharari had an opportunity. Did Pagano have an opportunity as well, which was saved by the keeper? And, and Dicker had a header saved by the goalkeeper as well, who sort of flapped at it and then or parried it out, but overall it was pretty good win. Excuse me, it was a good win. Um, 
even Lukaku, right, Scott? He had that chance where oh. he kind of just put it a little over the net and the goalie kind of uh, took him out. Oh, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. Lukaku had a blocked opportunity in the first half. That too, He yeah, he made a great movement. It was great timing uh, for him to cut back. He had an opening, and then it got blocked. So he, he could have scored another two goals. Like, there was a lot of chances yesterday. Yeah. Um, should we talk about the double goal striker, who I thought was probably Roman's man of the match yesterday, and Andrea Bellotti. Um Two good goals, one close-range um, left-footed finish and then the header from a corner. Um, linked up well with Lukaku in the second half. But what did you think of Il Gallo? Oh, great yesterday. I think he's found a new life this year, really. I mean, the, the play that stood out to be the most... Uh, for him that doesn't get recognized that I really appreciated was, I think it was in like the 75th or 76th minute around. He he came back, was hustling back, and he was playing wing back to defend. Uh, it was one play. Like it was just showing like he didn't care what the scoreline was. The guy just kept going and going and putting everything out there. And now he's scoring. So it's super positive to see because last year we would see that energy without the goal. So people like myself were obviously disappointed. Now this year he comes in and he's scoring. Uh, He has what, four goals now? Is it four or five in all competitions? Uh, Four goals, four goals, two in Serie A, two in Europa League League, and two assists. Yeah. So that's that's great start, especially someone who's considered your backup, right? So that's uh, that's wonderful to see, and the fact that he still has that heart in him, which you'll always have, like giving everything on the pitch. So when I saw that in the seventy fifth minute, I was like, "That's that's truly amazing to see." And yeah, you're right; he was probably the man of the match. He had a great performance. I mean, he was involved, although he didn't get a, a stat for it. He was involved for the Lukaku goal, right? Mm, he won the ball back. Won the ball back high up. Exactly. If he doesn't win that, uh, we don't score that goals. It's simple as that. So uh, he does a lot of other things that are not stats, but strikers do need to score. They get criticized. But now he's shutting up all the critics, including myself, like I always say. And he was brilliant yesterday. So honestly, hats off to Bellotti. Um I'm just going to bring this up. It's pretty cool. Uh, Primavera players. Um Overall, in in the team yesterday, so Zaleski, Pagano, Delessio, uh, Pellegrini also was an ex Primavera player, uh, and Eduardo Bove. So that's what five. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, Pagano looked good when he came on. Uh, Delessio had what thirteen minutes. Didn't look out of place. Carbon collected on the ball. Zaleski looked all right on the left. I think he just needs minutes. But overall, not bad from the kids. No, not bad at all. Um, honestly, not bad. I, I like also what Marino did in the uh, post-match interview where he brought Delessio, uh in with him and mentioned the story about, um, I don't know if you saw it, it was about how D'Alessio always uh, wanted to get into the training ground as a kid and was screaming with other kids to, to get in, but it was locked. And then now that he's a Roma player on the other side, he actually let those kids in 
to come watch the training. So it was a nice story Mourinho shared, and he gave him the podium at the end. So, but yeah, it's a lot of um, it's a lot of kids. Mourinho have uh, Mourinho has put under his watch now. Uh, I would say exclude Pellegrini. Uh, really, that have started to develop under them, and they've developed mm. well. Either they've been first team starters, or you know they've been contributing to Roma's team. Or if it's not with Roma's team, at least they've shown enough where they're valuable, and they actually help us, uh, you know, finance for FFP, which is selling off some of the younger players. So he's he's done an excellent job, and even our academy, bringing up a lot of these players, have done a very good job in getting players to help contribute for Roma, either on the in the sporting side on the pitch or even on the financial side. So it's been it's been good by Mourinho and it's honestly it's been good by the Primavera. Completely agree. I am looking forward to Nicolo Pesili giving some more opportunities. I've seen some some stuff online and some clips. I know he was given a chance on against Inter. Um, I'd just like to see him given some more chances maybe in the Europa League also but we'll have to wait and see Um, should we talk about Sunday's game because I've got a nice stat for you or a quiz question before we we get that to end off on Europa League and just the the general of um, the European competition again as important it is, Roma won. It was good to see Atalanta uh, win Frosinone. Uh, sorry, Frosinone. Wow. Uh, Fiorentina. I know they Fiorentina. drew, but luckily, yeah, luckily they got a point at the end. But we're keeping pace on that extra Champions League spot. So uh, Ro- Italy are, are so far their third in the in the rankings. I saw it today. I, I took a look. They're third. And like I said, the top two spots get the extra uh, slot. And Turkey and Belgium are first and second. They're only first and second because they play a lot of the preliminary rounds that yeah so qualifiers. Play. Yeah. So, but the main ones I'm I'm looking at is Italy is 52-85. They're ahead of Spain by about two hundred, and they're ahead of England by about five hundred. So that's okay. where we have to yeah, that's where we have to keep up is with those teams, and then Germany too about six hundred. But I I'm more worried about Spain and England. So. If we can keep up against them and do well, we might have an extra spot. It might make it easier for Roma to make Champions League. So every time we talk about Europa League, I'm going to keep uh, trying to update everybody about this of like how far uh, how far along we are in getting first and second. It's interesting because next season, as we've all talked about it, um, it so all three club competitions in Europe next season are going into a league format. So you probably will be getting extra coefficient points and extra places in the competitions. So Italy potentially will get five. Is it the top two, is it? Get... Yeah, the top two in the rankings get rankings, a fifth spot. So yeah. it would be top five in Italy making it if they're, if they're top two in the coefficient points instead of the top four. And to for me as as a Roma fan, that's that's massive because making fifth is much more doable than making fourth. So so we we really need to uh, we really need to keep up both in Europe and obviously in the league itself because I have a I have a feeling we can at least make fifth. I have yeah. a very good feeling. 
I know, you know, given Juventus playing once a week, if they were playing more games, I would say we can battle with them. But playing once a week is giving them an advantage. And unfortunately, Napoli, whether their coach is great or not, which I don't think Rudy Garcia is the right guy, but they still have a strong team. It's very hard to dethrone the champions of a Champions League spot. And both Milan clubs are flying high. It's, it's hard to catch them. So this would be very, very important um, for Roma to, sorry, for Italy to achieve that spot and just gives, you know, just gives more of a chance of Roma to make Champions League. Yeah, we would probably talk about that later on in the season when we probably get into the dying parts of the season, say the what March, April time, where you probably see a more clearer picture of all of that. Um, should we talk about the calorie game on Sunday? I have a lovely stat for you. And it's probably a quiz question also. Uh, there's three teams who have yet to win in Serie A. Can you name them all? Ah, yes, I can. Uh, I've seen it. Um, they, they've said it after last week's matchups. And I've, I've seen, uh, well, one of them I've seen and the other one I saw uh, the day after, like the standings a few days ago. So it's it's obviously Cagliari that they've mentioned. Salernitana yeah. does not have a win. And it's uh, Udinese. Yeah. and. Two of them are playing against... No, no. One of them is playing against a team who lost 7-0 a couple of weeks ago in Empoli, who picked up their first win against... Oh, who was it? Salernitana uh, in one of the midweek round of actions a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, uh, so Roman tra- travelled to Sardinia to play Calorie on Sunday evening. Uh, Calorie a rock bottom with two points from seven. They picked up two draws this season. One of them was against Udinese in a game I watched on TV, which ended nil-nil. And and the second one was a nil-nil draw against Torino. And the last few five uh, games, they've lost to Bologna 2-1, uh, drew at home to Udinese, lost to Atalanta, lost at home to AC Milan, and then lost against uh, Fiorentina on Monday evening when they were beat 3-0. Um, Nicholas Gonzalez, Alberto De Sena own goal, and Imbalo and Zola scoring his first goal for Fiorentina in Serie A. Um, how are you feeling going into this? Because could Roma be making it three week, three wins in a week and just ending the second part going into the international break, probably in the top ten? Hopefully in the top ten, maybe in the top eight or nine? Well, that's the thing, Scott. The good thing we have going for Roma is that they're playing a winless team, uh, you know, uh, that hasn't been great at all. But we've done this last year with Cremonese. So, um, I mean, it should be good for us. But what I, what I look at this is I can look at this even as a trap game. We're coming off of two successive victories, which Roma getting a third victory has been unheard of for a while. And we're playing at a stadium I always feel Roma historically struggle against a small team, I'm saying. Like, even we might even have a positive record at the stadium, but regardless of that, like, it, it's not like a record that would, you know, that has outstanding numbers. We always historically struggle at in Sardinia. I don't know why, but we do. So um, I, I don't know what to expect. I kind of feel it's a trap game with, you know, there's Ranieri. Uh, it's a winless team. 
We're just coming off of two wins. So that's how I feel going into the game. But they should win this with no questions asked. I mean, Calgary have been horrific to start the season. They've been bad. Uh, They've tied Torino, which was a pretty good result for them. And then their other draw was against Udinese. So every other team has beaten them and they haven't looked, they haven't looked good at all. So I expect to win, but obviously these things, like I mentioned, give me a bit of doubt. Um, I I don't even know who'd be starting now in the midfield with Pellegrini injured. Uh, definitely we're going to see Bovin Paredes, that's for sure. But who will be the third? Uh, we have Cresanti on defense. I am looking at uh, Gazetta Football Formations website. And um, whenever you say trap game, I always think of Trap Queen by 30 Wap. So that's oh. all comes <laughs> So uh, the lineup, um, I'll do that quickly. Uh, both teams playing three five two. This is from Gazetta. Um, so for Calgary, it's um, Skufe. Uh, is it Vischeka, the Polish international? Desena Hatzikios, Nandez, Makumbu, who looks a good player by the way. Uh, Prati, Sulumana, Ogelo, uh, Patanga. Andrea Patania, sorry, and Orisantino. God, they, I apologise if I absolutely botched these names. Um, I would, I would have thought Lovumbo would have been in. Lovumbo um, looks uh, looks to be hurt, Scott. Ah, yes, yes, I've just seen it. Yes, uh, with Rog. Good for us. <laughs> yeah, Lovumbo looks really good. So, uh, so does the midfielder. Um, Makumbu, uh, saw the game against Udinese and he was one of the best players. Uh, for Roma, it's uh, Rui Patricio, Mancini, Cristante and Dicker, Christensen, Bove, Paredes, Awa, Spinazzola, Dybala and Lukaku. Yeah, that's uh, that's one. I also saw a prediction where they might put Bolotti, Lukaku and Dybala, but if you do that, who are you oh. taking out? Well, that's go- the thing, Scott. If you do that, you only have two midfielders because yeah. the ball that you come back. That's the problem. Yeah, you play three four one two instead of three five two, where you need that extra body in midfield. Yeah, so I I feel you're right. I think they're going to start with Awar, um, Awar Paredes, and uh, Bove. Thing is, Awar hasn't been showing anything lately, and your first sub off the bench midfield is Pagano. So it's it's a bit rough. It's a bit rough. To me, Scott, this is the game. For me, this is the game where I think Mourinho, I don't care if it's away or home, should go to a four-back and put Cristante in the midfield. A midfield. Because too. we're really running low on midfield options. We'll get them back after the international break, I hope. I, hope, I know Sanchez is back and... I'm hoping Pellegrini isn't anything serious. I mean, two weeks for him hopefully should suffice. But this is the game where I would put Cristante back in the midfield. That that would be for me. And then you have everybody back after your international break. Maybe change to a three back or five back if you're if you're winning. But I don't know. I'm not convinced with the three in the midfield right now. I I don't know how long a war would last. So I would just put Cristante in the midfield, be more certified, you know, have them three with a war coming off the bench or, or something like Bove coming off the bench. But I, I would certainly run a four back for Sunday, but I, I definitely know they won't. 
Um, so would you go like four two three one or more bodies like a four three three? Even like a diamond? Yeah, I was going to say diamond, like they did against Genoa, which worked really, really well for for moments in the second half. But I feel with Jose, it'd probably be the tried and tested three five two. Just to get yeah, it's not going to change for sure. It's yeah. just you're running a lot of midfield options. Is to have Pagano as your first your first uh, option off the bench. I mean, I'm not as comfortable yet on it. I like the I like the guy for sure, but I'm not as comfortable yet as him being your first choice when you you know if you want to either solidify a game or have more stability. Uh, of I mean, if you're down, they're gonna obviously go to four back, but I think that's what you you should start with. Get a hold on the game, get the lead, and just and just get out of there with the victory. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. Um... I'm just looking at Roma's record against um, against Cagliari in recent years. Actually, transfer marks. They have Roma potentially going for a three-four-one-two with, but they have a different lineup, which I quite well, like. They must actually. have Belotti, Lukaku, Dybala as they, the front three. They do. So they have Patricio, Mancini, Cristante, and Dicker. Paredes and Bove as your two centre midfielders. Spinazzola and Karsdorp as your wing-backs. And then Dybala, Balotti and Lukaku. So that's going like Capello-esque, 2000-2001-esque style of formation setup. I'm not convinced with four in the midfield. I think you're going to get overrun. Yeah, same. Especially if Calorie are going to be playing a 3-5-2. Right. Okay. So it's it's going to be tough. I mean, I have PTSD from the um, the Robin Olsen Marco Sal incident with the two red cards and still giving up a last second goal to a nine man. Oh comedy. yeah. Yeah, I always have PTSD of that squad. Like it, will never, never, never change. The two two game. Yes. Exactly, and the. Um, and also the game, I remember I was in Rome. Um, uh, you re- you should remember this, Scott. One of my fir- po- first podcasts when you brought me on, you asked me what games I went to like at the Olympico. And I mentioned I went to the game in 2016 where there was the hail and Tati scored the penalty goal to beat Sampdoria. Yeah, yeah that in, game. In Sampdoria, yeah. Yeah, the week before... I think it was, yeah, pretty sure the week before I was watching the game. Roma was away that weekend. I was in Rome. I was in Rome because I was in Rome for the first like couple of days when I landed and then towards the end of my, my vacation because I was in Italy for, for two for two weeks. So when I first signed in Rome, Roma played that weekend. They played none other than Cagliari, of course. Roma were up, up 2-0 and they got... And they drew exactly. They drew two two. I remember Strootman scored in the second half. He hit it off the po- post, went in, and I was like, "Okay, they, you know, the game's over. They're gonna win." And they drew two two. I was pissed. I was fucking pissed. And I'm like, every time we play this team, there's always away, especially there's always something. We're always winning, and we always just give it up. That's why I say for me, I I, I always feel this sort of these moments uh, PTSD when we play against Cagliari away so 
look, the horrifically bad, the teams we played at before weren't as bad as this. And I hope with like the talent of Dybala Lukaku, which I think Lukaku should start, right? I mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna rest him, but it, let's hope he starts. And I hope they just you know get the victory and make it three in a row and go into the international break, you know, in good form and on a high and get the injured injured back players in a couple of weeks. Do you want to know who scored in that game? The two-two game. Yeah. I know Strootman scored for sure. That's so, that one I remember because they, uh, um, he hit off the post. He hit off the. I actually remember he hit off the bar in the second half uh, to give us a two-zero lead. So, yeah, so Diego Perotti scored a penalty. It's crazy. Okay. It's this team. This Roma team looks quite good actually. And Allison's on the bench because yeah, was in goal. Uh, so Mar- uh, Marco Borrello scored to make it 2-1 and Marco Sal of course it's always yeah. Sal that yeah. guy Scott man oh, fuck there's a player I I never hated more when facing Roma he is one of them he always scores against us late it was it's crazy it's crazy thank god he's retired oh yeah. thank god he's not yeah. he's not there anymore um, Nicolo Barella played in that game in the number 10 role. So I'm looking at Roma's records. Um, so they've, they've won the last two. So 1-0 in 2022 and the 2-1 game uh, in 2021 uh, in October. Pellegrini scored a free kick that day, which was unbelievable. And I think, who scored a header? Yeah, Roger Abagna scored a header. Pavoletti scored. Um, and then... Yeah. That's right. I remember Pellegrini had that wonderful... It was our first win in a while, I believe, there, which was shocking under Mourinho. But that Pellegrini free kick, and that was in the 70-something minute where the game looked to be, you know, kind of heading towards a tie, and he pulled that out, Scott. I was like, I, I couldn't believe it. That He was he was so wonderful that season. It was an amazing free kick he took. Um, and then the two games previously in the COVID season, Roma won 3-2. And then lost three two when Roma were going for the Europa League. In that weird, and Calori were like eighteenth. Um, Fazio and Carlos Perez scored that day, and then who scored for oh, uh, Licio Giannis, Jao uh, Pedro, Jao Pedro, and um, Marin. Um, Totti's top goal scorer in these fixtures with 14 goals. Not surprised. Michel Pedro's got six. Perot, Simone Perotta has got six. Abo Balbo's got six. And then it's uh, Gigi Riva, Luigi Riva with 11. Where but is Sal on that list? I've only got the top five. Oh, wow. He's not there. No, Totti with 14. Riva with 11. Balbo, Michel Pedro. And Simone Prodotta with six. But yeah, Roma goes to Calorie. Um, bit of a tricky game because never do that great there. But ten, history says we do, but it's always tough games. And Very, very. It's never it's never comfortable. Like, like I was saying, they probably have a positive record, but for a team like Roma versus a team like Calorie, 
it needs to be more of a wider gap and dominant. And I'm I'm talking about in recent years. I, I don't obviously I don't know um, historically. I'm not talking you know fifty through uh, early nineties. I'm saying after that. I'm talking more in the two thousands. Mm. Roma seem to always struggle at that stadium because it's it's. Um... I don't think it's a it's a renovated stadium, isn't it? It's not the old, old no, no, stadium. it's renovated. Yeah, yeah, it's. I, I like the old the old Cagliari stadium, but yeah, um, that's showing my nostalgia from back in the football Italia days in Channel Four. Um, before we wrap up, Joey, do you have anything else to add? Um, yeah, let's let's end off on a on another good note. If uh, Lazio lose Sunday to Atalanta, you know they're not in great form. They could be closer to the bottom. It could be a nice relegation battle. That's the marquee game of the week, isn't it? After the Turin derby, it is. And uh, Lazio haven't showed anything against big teams. They're playing them very early. I I get it, mm. but they're not showing anything. And Immobile, I mean, it might be good for Lazio, but Immobile might miss, miss the match. Uh, yeah, because they won at Celtic Park, Parkhead. They won with a, a good goal by Pedro. Um, could have been done at the end with the, the VAR goal, but no. Um, but, yeah, that's quite interesting. Some good games this weekend, but no. That's interesting. Never know. Atalanta have done well quite recently. I did watch the game against Juve, which was, um, yeah, I wanted the 90 minutes back of my life. That was quite painful. <laughs> yeah, it was a painful game to watch. And then they won in Lisbon yesterday. Was it two now? So the Italian teams did quite. I know we mentioned this. I would say this is a caveat. The Italian teams did quite well in Europe this this week, didn't they? They did. Um, the only ones that the ones that drew were Fiorentina. Well, obviously uh, Napoli lost, but they played a very good game against, against Real Madrid. Madrid. Yeah, yeah, they lost on a. Three two, oh. yeah. Oh my days! And yeah. Jude Bellingham was amazing again. He's just having a. He was the trajectory in this guy's career is just unbelievable. Absolutely, Dave. Yeah, I mean, you should know from living in England, Scott. Yeah. They got a player on their hand. I'm sure a lot of people are talking about him. Um, there was a very harsh call on, um, actually, on the penalty awarded to Napoli, uh, and I was rooting for Napoli. I. I'll, I'll be honest. I, I don't like Madrid. I'm not a Madrid fan in any way. Uh, I'm actually more of a. Uh, I'm on the opposite end. I'd rather see Madrid lose. Maybe just historically, they're always good. So, um, yeah, Napoli had a, a favorable penalty that won their way. It was another questionable handball, which this time it was called. And yeah, but that Valverde bullet was was ridiculous. Uh, Milan did. I mean. Milan played away. There wasn't really much. Moments, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't really much, but at least they came out of there with a draw, and Newcastle beating PSG makes oh, it very interesting. 4-1. I did not see that. I honestly I mean, did neither not did see I. that. Neither did I. I think Inter should at least qualify for sure. I think Napoli should will still qualify. Definitely. Yeah. I think those two. Milan's <clears> always <throat> the questionable one. And Lazio winning away uh, to Celtic might give them a, a good opportunity. Lazio to... have the potential to qualify also, especially with Atletico Madrid beating Feyenoord. Yeah, exactly. So the only the only team right now for me that's questionable is if they'll qualify, I think, is Milan. 
Mm. I think Lazio are seem more favorable than Feyenoord to make it. Um, it's just Milan really is if they're the ones that can get out of that tough, tough group. Even if they don't, they might even come third. And if they come third, they go to Europa League. And Europa League, again, you continue. I, I mean, I don't like the way it's the way it's structured. I, I think you should have more importance if you're in a, a higher competition rather than, you know, winning just games in Europe. But if they go down to Europa League, again, they can make it far. Mm-hmm. And if they make it far, that just helps, again, helps Italy as a as a whole to, okay. to get that fifth spot. But yeah, overall, we did well this week. Uh, only one loss, so I can't really complain about that. Yeah, it's not bad. Not a bad week. Um, I think I think we pretty much covered everything. Uh, I'm I'm amazed my voice is just about to hold out after my second cough suite in about forty minutes. Um, but guys, you can follow us at themagicast dot com. You can find all our previous episodes in the back catalogue on the website, and you can find us uh, on all podcast platforms, so your Spotify, Podbean, um, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Joey, thank you so much for joining me on this Friday evening. Um, just one more game left to go before the international break, and we can all breathe and relax for a couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just one more game. They just need to get it done, and. Uh... After that, I'm excited for to see the injured players come back, and I, I really think it's going to give us a, a help. And hopefully, you know, no new injuries knock on wood, and we just have a healthy squad going into that big run of games up until uh, Christmas time. Yeah, because the the running in late October, there's a lot of games. I think there's four games in ten days or twelve, four games in to fourteen days. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, enjoy the week. Uh, enjoy the football culture or whatever league you watch um we'll probably be sounding a lot better in the next few days hopefully this this the sickness that has hit both of us in two different continents and two different countries will go away um but no yeah enjoy the rest of your week enjoy your weekend and ciao ciao